When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you when it comes to whatever you might need in life, like Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride, make Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon a part of your new car buying process by going to wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you fbhp.com slash atoz and hughes and coleman injury lawyers the official injury lawyers of the titans if you get injured uh, in a car wreck call hughes and coleman for a free case consultation 800-800-4600 so last night uh in monday night of football the first quarter the score was seven to three tiggins catches a pass demar hamlin a 24 year old second year safety out of pittsburgh makes a tackle a pretty big hit Hamlin pops up and then collapses backwards. Uh, and immediately you see the urgency that happened with the uh, players on the field, the training staffs for each team that come out on the field, and then the ambulance that follows. Uh, and a very scary situation, Zach. And I'll kind of let you take it from I don't know. I wasn't watching the game live. And again, Zach and I don't want to make this about us. We want to make this about DeMar Hamlin and hoping that everything's okay. Uh, but, you know, the update uh, from the Buffalo Bills to kind of not bury the lead here. The Buffalo Bills did tweet this out um, after midnight around 1 a.m. Central Time. Demar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So that that is the official update as of you know, uh, about eight hours or so ago, seven, eight hours ago from the Buffalo Bills. But Zach, I, I was not watching this live. I was actually cooking dinner, had Twitter open, saw Twitter react, immediately pulled it up, and uh, then spent the next several hours, my wife and I, watching everything that came after uh, the coverage and everything that went along with the injury to DeMar Hamlin. So uh, what was your experience there? Well, uh, you know, Monday Night Football is a little bit lighter because of the Rose Bowl, because of the unique situation of what Monday was. And uh, I went to go play pickup basketball. I'd got done with pickup basketball. I was driving back to my house. So I turned basically the game on audio and I was just driving down the road listening to it. And then they went to commercial and I finally got arrived to my house. And then they came back from commercial. And, you know, initially you didn't necessarily see the hit. I mean, you saw it, but if you weren't watching live, like I, I, I saw the actual play via Twitter. I never saw it on TV. 
Yeah, and uh, and again, I was my phone was I was not watching TV while I was driving, obviously, but my sure. phone was just there. I was listening to the audio, and so I arrived at my house, and that's when they came back from commercial. And so I picked my phone up. I'm literally in in the my my parking spot, and you know they they pan to what has happened, and then everything changes. Obviously, right? Like in in my mind, everything changes. Is like, oh my gosh, this is extremely serious this is not just you know the ambulance is coming on the field and then all of these things start to happen and so then I go in my I walk in my house and I basically continue to watch the coverage of what's going on and you know ESPN and and all of the analysts and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman they're all trying to figure out what's going on and how it's handled Lisa Salters on the mm-hmm. sideline and you know in that moment we go back to where we are in 2022, and that is just yearning for information, right? Any type of information that we can get. And I think players felt the same way. Players on the sidelines are like, we just want him to be okay or for somebody to tell us that. Mm-hmm. And we never really got that because they were going through the protocols and the procedures of what was going on. And I think just like, a lot of people, I was sitting back and, and I was kind of in awe of like, what is going on? I was kind of numb to the situation because I didn't know what was wrong. And then you go to your phone and you try to search for more information and some of it is relevant, some of it is not. And you just kind of maneuver through the, the the 50 plus minutes that you're you're waiting, right? Yeah. And so that was my initial reaction of, I did not know it was that serious until they came back on and ambulance was on the field and everybody was crowded around midfield because that's when it happened. And then the sobering realization that this is a lot more serious than football or what has occurred. It is it. I mean, this is this is like this is life and death. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, this is bigger than anything that we've ever seen in the history of watching football, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. And, and you know, it, there's a lot that went into that. You saw players reaction, teammates reaction with bills, players in tears, uh, covering their, their faces with their hands, consoling each other. Uh, so there, there was a lot of things that I immediately thought there is no way that this football game can, can be resumed. Like it, it, without serious, that was, this is not a torn ACL. This is not, a, a concussion or a, anything like that. This is a, a, like you said, a life and death situation where there were reports uh, and we'll talk about a lot of people that I think did very good jobs. And, and there are some heroes from last night. And then there are some people who did a fantastic job uh, with reporting and uh, getting information for us, uh, you know, the public uh, to, to know, but you know, when it was reported that CPR was being done for, several minutes and that oxygen was needed to, as he was being uh, lifted into the, uh, into the ambulance on the field that an AED was, was used as well. The defibrillator plus CPR and oxygen. That just means that this is a lot more than precautionary because I think when uh, everybody watching the show watches a lot of football, right? Because you don't watch us. If you don't, we are a football show. We are football people. And we see all the times in football games, Somebody been taken off on a stretcher because of precautionary reasons. And I think we saw something that the NFL has in place 
that I don't think I remember seeing ever before, which is the worst case scenario protocols needing to be used. And I I've heard throughout last night talk, you know, the NFL protocols of having the level one trauma center available and ready in every game, in every city that an NFL game is going to be played in. And then having the ambulance, having the, the EMTs and everybody there available for it. Uh, and they have a meeting one hour before every game to go through. This is what happens if we are needed. And from everything that I could tell, uh, those people did phenomenal work last night in, in a very intense environment where every second, every minute was important. And again, DeMar Hamlin, I do want to share the Bills uh, statement overall, but DeMar Hamlin, this is from the Bills around 1 a.m. Central Time. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center for further further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Uh, so, Zach, anything else to kind of add to, to what I just said there well, off I, of uh, the people in to, to think and understand how important first responders truly are, right? The, the first response could be life or death. I mean, we're going to go back to that term because I do believe that that's this type of situation. And they have to make the right decisions in a time of trauma and a time that, especially at midfield of a, a nationally televised football game too, right? The pressure that goes into that and to – it seems like that they did all that they could do at that time to put DeMar Hamlin in the best situation possible. And then obviously they go and, and transfer him to a hospital for, for further evaluation and, and better care. And now we're all just waiting on bated breath on what the update is going to be uh, hour by hour, minute by minute. I feel like everybody felt that last night and into this morning. This is the first thing I thought of when I woke up. Yeah, and, and, and everybody. I, I I woke up and the first thing I did was reach for my phone to see if I had any type of notification about DeMar Hamlin. And, and luckily I did and was able to ha have that peace of mind, at least that, you know, th that's what the update was. That it was, he is still, you know, in the same type of situation as he was. And, you know, I don't want to get too medical into things, but, you know, there's a lot of reading was done uh, by me last night of trying to learn, you know, what critical critical condition means. And whenever a, an AED and CPR is required on somebody, they typically uh, go under critical condition to make sure that their body is monitored and temperature control with their body is monitored and make sure everything goes smoothly there. So uh, I started to get into it, but the NFL did, did suspend uh, play. And here's the NFL statement. Uh, from last night. Tonight's Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals game has been postponed after Buffalo Bills' DeMar Hamlin collapsed. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he is in critical condition. Our thoughts are with DeMar and the Buffalo Bills. We will provide more information as it becomes available. The NFL has been constant communication with the NFL Players Association, which is in agreement with postponing the game. Uh, so there's that, Zach. And I do want to mention this because on the broadcast last night, there was a uh, discussion of five-minute warm-up period to get back to play. 
where the NFLPA, Troy Vincent, and other NFL spokespeople has said that that was not anything that was under uh, consideration or having conversations about that five-minute warm-up to resume. And so I don't know where that come from. Maybe that's maybe that's a part of the NFL's rule book that they have. Uh, but that you know, it, it seems like uh, the NFL was being as patient as possible to to decide what needed to happen. Uh, so I did want to clarify what's been coming out from the NFL and Troy Vincent and others uh, based off of uh, that uh, comment that happened last night during the situation. Well, we also have to remember that everybody was thrown into a unique position because mm-hmm. of the incident. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, and and all of the the studio hosts, you know, yeah, Booger yeah. and Adam Schefter and Susie Colbert, like they're thrown into this to react immediately. And that is their job, right? And just like them, they are searching for information, right? You know, you say like filling time, but that's the hardest time to fill is in a, in a state of disarray. And I think that's, they were trying to navigate that to the best of their abilities. And, and, you know, again, social media is going, you know, haywire trying to figure out more, you know, medical doctors are trying to figure out based on, on a video, which, you know, is, it's just a part of our culture, which I think is unfortunate, but you're just searching for anybody that can know a little bit more. And if this player is okay. And I, I think as time went on, because there's, they, they took multiple commercial breaks, right? right because yeah. they're trying, they were trying to organize themselves on what to do. And as I think the third commercial break, I think for me, it set in, they can't play this game Mm-mm. and it's not fair to obviously first and foremost, it's not fair to DeMar Hamlin and then everybody else. It's not fair to, to, to have them go back out on the field with the thoughts of the unknown for either a player that they were playing against or that they were playing with. And yeah. I think that ultimately was the deciding factor is you can't put everybody in that position. And then it goes even further than that, not just the players and coaches, but the people in you know the Cincinnati Bengals stadium and every and the millions of people watching at home because and they said it multiple times, which was true. It doesn't matter. At some point, like we love football, Austin, and this is the reason why we built the company and do what we do. And we we believe that everybody in the chat is why they watch our show is to come here for football, right? But football is a violent sport. It always has been and it always will be. And that safety that they can they can try to to put precautions on, on this game. But sometimes there are freak incidents and crazy situations that involve head, neck, body. And I feel like this was one of them. And we saw it at the forefront of, let's just face it, this is a massive game heading into the game, right? Based on like AFC and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. And then that was all put aside, which it should have been because of a human being. Now we're going down to life, right? Mm -hmm. A human being is laying on the turf. And I feel like all of the players thought, man, this could be me, right? This is my brother. This is my teammate. This is the guy I'm playing against. But now I feel like, you know, at least made me think that is like, man, football, football is secondary on this whole scope of what we love at that moment in time. Yeah, football was irrelevant. And so uh, there was a couple comments that I wanted to get to uh, here. Um, and I, I see uh, Joel says, 
as a former news producer, this is the hardest thing to do. No information, searching for words, but staying in basically wall-to-wall coverage. They did a great job. And I, and I do think ESPN, once ESPN realized that this was <clears throat> incredibly serious, they didn't show the replay. They went to commercial break. They were able to toss to the studio, back to the stadium. And why, you know, you're guessing, and Joel might have some insight into this, while the broadcast <clears throat> bounced to the studio, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters are trying to get all and every type of information and update and be briefed on anything. So when they come back, they can somewhat reset or further what's happening and what's going on. And the same thing, vice versa. And Lisa Salters did a great job. And, you know, you could feel and hear her emotion and her voice when she's speaking of being in the tunnel and watching uh, players and coaches interact with each other uh, to go through it. So here on A to Z Sports, a, a, a very different show uh, this morning. We will get you guys more involved and ask you a simple question. You know, what was your emotion when you saw the Damar Hamlin injury between Bills and Bengals uh, game last night? What was your emotion when you saw that? But we do want to thank our sponsors here. You know, we're not going through a full hour-long plus show. There's no trivia today. But we do want to thank all of our sponsors who do make uh, our business go. Uh, we do appreciate all of them for what they do. BetMGM, the show is powered by BetMGM uh, every day. Download their app. Use our code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Farm your health plans. Uh, they do it better for you for your health coverage. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. When you were injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Their phone number is 800 800 4,600, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So, Zach, I'll, I'll send you to the, the chat to get some people involved here. Um, as the audience, you know, we are emotional and have feelings about what we watched and what we were able to you know, consume last night with DeMar Hamlin. I'll read the Bills statement one more time before you go to the chat. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills posted this on Twitter and social media in the early hours of the morning. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listing, listed in critical condition. Zach, I'll send you to the chat. Yeah, and look, this is why we have the show, is to get your reaction, whether good, bad, and different, of, of what, if we're talking about football, if we're talking about something of as terrifying as this. And so this gives you guys an opportunity. We're just asking what emotion when you saw DeMar Hamlin's injury. Brad says it was a huge reality check for him. Patrick says definitely sad when you realize that it was more than just an injury. And when anything has critical condition, attached to it uh that's a whole nother story bradley says scary helplessness from big 10 jeff i, I feel like everybody thought that helplessness to find out information too yeah. right of like is he going to be okay william shock Stephen tearful humbled by brad which is a very good word uh heartbreaking uh shock again as was bork was in shock hopeful uh as a positive way from tall texan going into that um and John says, restored his faith in humanity. And I think that's a good comment from John is because yeah. you did see on social media, in which we live in, right, a lot of people saying the things that were heartfelt, that were meaningful. 
Obviously, there's things that were said, and we could probably touch on this before we officially go, that were uh, insincere and not the right thing. But overall, I looked at social media and I said, people are are concerned about this human being and his well-being. Uh, w. Uh, Kalman says anxiety. I think I, we, we were all a little anxious, speechless, in shock, uh, sympathetic from Van, tearful coming in. Uh, Jay Sean also anxious, prayerful uh, of top terror, trying to kind of look to a higher power to to find out, you know, and and help in any way the helpless could. Right? We're all sitting mm-hmm. at home in you know the comfort of our home, watching this play out. Jamie says reality. Ed says sad, uh, somber from Andre. Deborah says frightening for him, his family, and his teammates. Um, you know, Dad, Dadson says he had mixed views on it. I don't think that that's a negative comment. Mixed views could be emotions running yeah. through, right? <clears throat> right. Um, Chris says heartbroken, scared. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of comments coming in. And this is, you know, this is why, again, I, I, I doubled down on why we do this show is everybody felt a certain emotion personally of what, they were what was going through their head as this were played out. And then I started receiving texts, right? I think that's when you know the the levity of what this has become nationwide. My sister was texting me. Group chats that I'm mm-hmm. in were texting me. You know, and they were looking at me saying, hey, Zach, do you have any inside information just because we do a sports company? And I was like, and I, I sent out maybe a tweet that I had seen that gave a little bit more information. Yeah. But we were all searching for information. And so that I thought told me how big the situation was and how many people were watching at the time or were informed of what just happened. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, it was terrifying. And, and you know, that was, uh, I was kind of, you know, stuck in, in a, in a trance of just watching and thinking and, and researching and reading and just searching for everything I could possibly find. And, and then, you know, I, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I wasn't watching the game when it happened. Um, and I felt conflicted. Do I need to go watch this play? And I don't know, Zach, if you felt the same way, but, you know, I felt it necessary to go watch the play to have a full understanding of what happened for my own sanity of like watching it. And now there's just a, a, a vision in my head of, of DeMar Hamlin, the big hit, a football hit, popping up and then going down and that just terrifying, just collapse uh, there. And, you know, I felt like I needed to watch it so I could at least have some type of context for what we do. And I don't know if I would have watched it if I didn't have to talk about it. If I knew I didn't have to talk about it, I probably wouldn't have gone and searched it out to see it. Yeah. Um, Freiman says, you know, it's a freak accident. And I think that's what we're trying to find out more about. Was it a freak accident? What did, you know, is this going to uncover something more? I, we don't know. I think well, that's, that's what we're searching for. There's a lot of conditions that people have no idea about. Like right. you, hear, you hear about the enlarged heart that a lot of uh, high-level athletes have that they don't know until they know. Um, and we've seen situations where that can hurt an, a, a high-level athlete and they have the high, the athletic ability and that skills up partly because of the enlarged heart. There's also... Uh, a, a condition that can happen and it happens in sports like baseball, lacrosse, hockey, where some type of forcible impact to the chest, if it's timed 
and just with a freak situation at the very split second of a heartbeat and contact where things in cardiac arrest could happen. And it was a hard hit. And there's, you know, I don't know if we mentioned this, but I've seen some comments. I, I feel for T Higgins uh, in this too, because you know the guy was fighting for extra yards. Like this, this was a big game, right? It was the first quarter. It was off to a, a really exciting seven to three start. And T Higgins was making a play and, and trying to, you know, fight for extra yards. And Jamar Hamlin was doing his job in a big moment. And you just feel it's horrific with, with what happened. And I saw a, a, a photo of T Higgins, you know, with his arm around his mom walking in the Bengals tunnel last night after the, the game was, was postponed. And it's just something where you, you feel for everybody involved because everybody has some type of relationship uh, to that event that happened last night. And it's, it's, it's terrifying. Well, and you know, I, I think looking at that, when it happened, what scared me when players get knocked out, or in this case, like faint or collapse, they have nothing to support their body when they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Like you're the helmet. It's that's what uh, that scared me is when he collapsed, his head hit the turf. Like we saw literally like Tua's did at on that same turf early right. on in the season. And we've gone through this season with a lot of these like scary situations. Nothing as scary as last night, but no, I think the, the collapse that scared me is because he, you know, like when you fall, you usually have something to brace yourself, right? Whether it's your hand, your shoulder or something. And there was nothing to brace him because he obviously, you know, something detrimental had happened just then in that accident. And, you know, you just hope that, things are going to be okay. Like whatever okay represents, that's you just hope that he can get into a better situation instead of critical condition. That is super scary that you wish upon nobody and now you're just wanting him to get in stable condition. And it's you just want somebody to say it's going to be all right. And at that point in time and that juncture and even, you know, the next morning, it's sitting here almost nine o'clock central time and we haven't heard much update on it and that is worrisome i think to the public i also i don't really know you know what the timeline is for a significant update i think this is something that just takes time uh when it comes to you know a a cardiac arrest having cpr having to use the aed uh having to get the heartbeat back um and so there's a lot, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I think everybody's going to be, you know, kind of waiting and, and re- refreshing feeds all throughout the day uh, when it comes to the DeMar Hamlin injury and his status. I, I did want uh, to share a little bit about what I learned about DeMar Hamlin uh, because, you know, th- there's a there's a human along with the football player and the story of the human uh, that I think a lot of people will learn more about because I knew nothing of DeMar Hamlin uh, before last night, I, you know, he's a six round pick from the 2021 draft at a pit. Uh, he was a really good player at pit at safety, uh, a six round pick, you know, not, not a lot of six round picks get a lot of attention. Uh, but he was in a, in a great spot due to another injury to, to have an impact on his football team with the Buffalo bills. But what you learn about his, his history and his path to get here, to get to the NFL, where when he was 12 years old, his father, uh, went to prison and then he had several friends uh, 
have their life taken as a child due to gun violence in his uh, hometown in Pennsylvania that, you know, he grew up in uh, McKees Rock, Pennsylvania. And then he goes through and had a hernia situation, a mysterious injury uh, earlier in uh, his college career at Pitt, just wanting to make it to the NFL, got it as a six round pick and was doing something with it. He had the GoFundMe his last year at Pitt uh, to raise money and a toy drive for his foundation, the Chasing M's Foundation, uh, to help impact a community toy drive at a daycare in his hometown that I believe his mom has uh, a hand in running as well. And so, um, you know, the goal was $2,500 on the GoFundMe. Uh, I'm refreshing it. It's it's well over three and a half million uh, right now on the GoFundMe. And so that's something that's two years old back from Christmas of 2020 that now, you know, two years later uh, has $3.6 million of donations in it that, you know, will go to a good cause. And, you know, we all want DeMar Hamlin to be okay and to be back and to be able to continue to live his life because he sounds like a guy at 24 years old that was doing things for the right reason. Zach, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Tyrell Dotson, who is a Centennial High School product um, out of Franklin, Tennessee, is a Buffalo Bill defensive player uh, that I covered in high school. And I was watching his Instagram posts and his relationship that he had with DeMar Hamlin. Stephon Diggs going to the hospital uh, uh, after leaving the stadium shows you what type of guy DeMar Hamlin is when the star receiver is going to check on an emotionally distraught on the six round backup safety, you know, like it's the human aspect of this is something that, you know, I, I want to continue to give a lot of attention to uh, with relationships and how teammates feel about each other's. Yeah, no, I think that was, that was well said. And you know, that's, that's this type of stuff that people didn't know maybe before. And, yeah. and it is a human, right? It's not just a football player. Right. And, I think that was realized last night more than ever that this is bigger than the game. And, you know, looking at what social media did last night, there was, I felt like more, usually social media, like especially on Twitter, there's more bad than good. And I thought, thought last night there was more good than bad. And I don't usually say that. I don't think ever we say that. Yeah. But I think people were, they were heartfelt in their sentiment of what was going on and the, the scariness of the situation. As we talked about, we know NFL football is a very popular sport. It touches the lives of a lot of people. Whether you're a fan, you're an innocent viewer, you're, you know, your loved one loves football, or you're a player, you're involved in team sport as a kid. Like It affects millions and millions and millions of people, and it could happen to anybody right? This could happen to a, a middle schooler or a high schooler or a college player mm -hmm. or a professional on yeah. Monday night football. And I think it knows no boundaries. And I think that was the sobering feeling of last night that I think a lot of people experienced that this is a dangerous sport, which you knew going into it. That's not a, that, that's not a question. And then you have, whether it is a freak accident or there was underlying issues, we don't know it makes you think a little bit more about the value of one's life. Sure. And that, that is not a bad thing. 
to reassess your thought of life and how you approach things, maybe in, in a terrible situation, I think is more impactful across the scope of, of the world on a bigger scale. But you never want to see that from last night. And I think everybody was humanized a little bit more in seeing what yeah. DeMar Hamlin was going through. Yeah, so I shared a link in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, it's uh, from Tyler Dunn, who runs his golongtd.com website. Uh, it was a feature from uh, July 9th of 21, so before DeMar Hamlin's rookie season and rookie training camp with Buffalo. Uh, the headline is, Why DeMar Hamlin is Exactly What the Buffalo Bills Need, with the subheading of, He's Lost More Friends Than He Can Count. Life in McKee's Rock was not easy, nor was it the mystery injury at Pitt, but now this rookie safety can help the Bills win for a long, long time. And so it, it's a long article, to be honest. I haven't finished it yet uh, with a lot of things that we've had to go on, but it's a good read if you want to learn about DeMar Hamlin and the type of guy that he is at 24 years old and, and all that he's been through, that you hope he's got that strength and is prepared uh, to go through this uh, with the intensity that he's been able to uh, to go through all the other things that he's had to deal with um, in uh, in uh, in his 24 years so far. So Brian brings up this that I, I I believe we need to touch on before we conclude this show. And okay. like Austin has said, you know, this is a unique show. We didn't feel right to come in and talk about the Titans or the Jags or anything else. Trivia or whatever. This yeah. is the this is the story and it's an it's an unfortunate story that we're trying to find out more information but i think brian brings up a pertinent question of what the future is i, I don't think we're going to have any answers but i do think that it is a question brian brings up he says my question is how does any player on any team move forward how do they get on the field after this happened tough and i agree with brian it doesn't just impact the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. This thing impacts everybody. And the NFL is going to have a, a conundrum on them, their hands on how do you move forward? Look, the scheduling and all the, 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 the games and all of that stuff is set aside. You got to think about the emotional state of these NFL players going into because in the back of their mind, they have to think that could have been me. Whether yeah. it could have or couldn't have, like like whether it was a freak incident and it was a one in you know four billion you know thing that happened, uh, Brian brings something up is you know how do they get back on the field to move forward? Sure. Now time like time and information and all of that, but it's less than you know twelve hours since the incident, and this is this is a crucial time in like the NFL season that means a lot less once that happened last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zach, the Titans play the Jags on Saturday. Yeah, today, right? today is Tuesday. In most of the NFL, this is an off day. I, I think for everybody besides the Titans, the Jags, the Chiefs, and the Raiders, and those four teams play on Saturday, this being an off day, I think is a, is a good thing. Like for the, you know, for the fact that the, the NFL can, at least the players or in other uh, franchises can have a day to process because Sam Phelan, our A to Z sports Titans reporter, there's Titans availability today. They have practice. They, they've got to prepare to a win and in situation in Jacksonville and on Saturday night, and they've got to do something. But I, I know when Sam goes to that press conference in the locker room today, it's all going to be about DeMar Hamlin as it should be. 
Um, and so I don't know how that's going to happen. It, and Ron says it's going to be really, really hard. And then Orlando uh, says this, and he's not wrong. Uh, he says, sadly, the same way they did when Ryan Shazier went down. They'll be out there on Saturday and Sunday. And, and that's, you know, Orlando, I, I'm with you, man. Like that's the NFL is going to do what the NFL is going to do. And they have to move forward. I, it, it's going to be nearly impossible for, uh, you know, players around the league. It's like, what happens when player A meets player B in the hole of a run play on Saturday? What's in the back of their mind? How does a player go and play freely? Because we all know this if you've played sports. When you're tentative, you get hurt. And, you, you know, that's – it's player safety – is a big deal right now. And I, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. And I, you know, you hope that uh, DeMar Hamlin progresses significantly over the next 24 hours, over the next 48 hours and beyond. But yeah, it's a, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and I'm, I don't envy any of these players in the locker rooms that are going to have to prepare and watch film uh, for a game coming up this weekend, because that's going to be really tough. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, ultimately, you know, the league and teams and players have to move forward, but I think it's going to be extremely hard to move forward until we get some sort of update, right? Like, I, I go back to the saying, just tell me it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. you, they, these players need some peace of mind that is out of their hands. I mean, we don't know the situation with DeMar Hamlin. We don't know the extent. All we know is that it is in critical condition, but that's a broad term, right? Like yep. we have no clue. And so I think that's going to be the most difficult part is leading up. It's not about the scheduling, any of that, that BS. Well, it's, I, it's about playing. Well, Zach, I, I think, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into this because, you know, it's, it, is there a little bit of a benefit that this is the last week of the season? And well, the game last night was the, last game of the second to last week of the season. I mean, do you push it a week? I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, there's the good I, thing uh, is Austin. And now we're talking about logistics. I don't think you can. The Super Bowl is set when it is. There's a lot of money tied to it. That's, that's, there is yeah. no additional weeks. Well, you have, Austin, a, you have the gap week, played though. through a pandemic. I, I know. I don't think but, that no, they are going no. to, to stop. But now, the, look, March madness was canceled, right? That was yes. a huge sporting event during the pandemic. But I, I just – history shows that I don't think that they will or can change drastically the season scheduling. But, you know, Lot says seeing players cry tore his heart out. I, How I, are those guys going to go to practice? I, I'm with you. I don't have the answers. That's why I think it, it was a pertinent question by Brian that I kind of prefaced that I, we don't have any answers. This is Roger Goodell and the Players Association's responsibility – to kind of figure this out and navigate through it and make the right decisions, not the wrong ones, and you know, make decisions like they did last night. The, they could not go back on that field. And no. I'm glad that they came to that conclusion and they moved forward and didn't play the rest of the game. But now it's a different situation as the hours go by and the days go by based on a lot of other circumstances. And this is, you know, this is what a multi-billion dollar corporation, these are the type of decisions that they're going to have to make. Yeah, there are only questions right now without answers. It's because there are the some of the questions are, you know, outside of the 
well-being uh, and hopeful progress of DeMar Hamlin, who is still in the University of Cincinnati Hospital. From what I've seen, that is a phenomenal hospital uh, and was ready to be a level one trauma center for that game last night, just in case. And again, kudos to everybody involved that was the first responders on the field to get DeMar Hamlin in the situation that he is, where he is in critical condition uh, at a hospital that is prepared for him and that the stadium uh, people and everybody on staff there <clears throat> and on site was prepared for this. But, <clears throat> you know, it's a good thing they didn't can't, they didn't play, right? But now the, the questions that we have that are, there are no answers for is what happens with that game? What happens moving forward with this weekend's Week 18 games? And what do they do with it? We have no idea. And I don't think we're going to have an idea for, you know, maybe another 24 hours. I don't exactly know what the timeline is on like this, but there are four teams that play on Saturday and those guys have to practice to get ready for that game today. And so it, it, they do move forward to an extent, but Roger Goodell has to do the right thing. And as we were waiting nearly an entire hour for the NFL to officially announce that the game would not be continued, all you're thinking is Roger Goodell has an easy decision for last night. Don't play. That it was up to the league office, it was up to the commissioner, and it was a very easy decision to make. But now it's up to him and the 32 league owners that he reports to to find out what is the right decision for this week and moving forward. And that's something that Roger Goodell gets... You know, you mentioned that, you know, that the, the, the broadcasters did a great job and that was their job put in a tough situation where well, Roger Goodell gets paid $50 million a year, $44 million a year. Well, there you go, buddy. Uh, make, make the right decision for everybody involved, which is the players, the players association, make the right decision for the players, not for the 32 owners. And well, uh, you is, well, but it's his job to do it for both, right? I, like no, that's I know. The, that, that again, there's no easy situation. And that's why and, there's a CBA, and that's why there's nearly holdouts every damn time that CBA comes out, is because Roger Goodell and commissioners pr pr previously have made decisions for 32 people, 32 guys that own football teams, and a few ladies in there, Amy Adam Strunk and a couple others that own the football teams. This is about the players. This and, and I don't, I don't disagree. know what I don't I, I don't disagree. Yeah. And I think it's even more, you know, difficult because this is the Bills and the Bengals. These are very it's not like the Cardinals and the Texans where you could just cancel the game and move forward. Like that that could be a decision. That could be on the table. That cannot be on the table in this particular situation, given the nature of things, right? And so again, there's a lot of question marks, but Austin, I agree with you. That's what, you know, Roger Goodell's paid $50 million for a reason. And it's not just so he could, you know, wake up, you know, go on walks and go to sleep. It's to make these difficult decisions in part with the Players Association, right? And so both sides are going to have to come together and make a decision. And we'll wait. Yeah. First and foremost, we'll wait on an update to on DeMar Hamlin to – hopefully and, and, and thoughtfully and, and in prayer that he is okay and he gets back to stable condition instead of critical condition. And then they'll figure out all the logistics moving forward yeah. on, you know, football.
Yeah. Uh, again, we've, we've dropped some names of people that we thought did a great job. You know, all the EMTs, the paramedics, the training staff for both the Bengals and the Bills and independent staff at Cincinnati Stadium, also at the hospital. I think everybody uh, has done a phenomenal job with the medical side of this to get DeMar Hamlin in a critical condition situation in a level one trauma center hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, but also the, the, the broadcast team from last night in the booth, in the stadium, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, the ESPN studio, Susie Culver, Adam Schefter, Booger McFarlane, uh, with, with trying to juggle what was an unknown situation. Uh, they did a very good job for people that are, are paid to talk football that had to turn immediately from a sports story to a national worldwide news story. Uh, and I thought they did a great job. And then following it up with SportsCenter, Scott Van Pelt, who's one of the most talented people in the industry, uh, I thought did a fantastic job navigating what SportsCenter is, along with Coley Harvey, uh, Ben Baby, some of the other uh, Cleveland uh, reporters there. And then also uh, Ryan Clark, who has a unique uh, perspective on this with his medical condition that could have threatened his life when he was a player uh, back when the Pittsburgh Steelers would have to play in Denver uh, in the mile high conditions with Ryan Clark. So again, I, I, everybody there did a great job. Two other guys, Zach, that I want to mention who I thought were phenomenal last night that I think had a big hand in that game, not playing and not finishing Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott. I thought the two head coaches uh, really stepped up. Communicated. Their, yes. Stepped up for their players, for the opposing players, for everybody involved and looked very in control of those situations. So I, I do want to mention the two head coaches last night, Zach Taylor, of the Bengals and Sean McDermott of the bills, um, you know, deserve a lot of respect for handling a impossible situation. Yeah. And before we conclude, uh, I did post um, DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe and, and pinned it to our comments uh, just to, to, to get a little bit more information on that of how, you know, the world, I wouldn't even say just, you know, a small community. The world has come in $3.6 million of a $2,500 uh, goal, a very small part of what, you know, we can do as innocent bystanders into this situation. So I went ahead and, and pinned that comment. We'll post that on some of our social media to to help and do whatever we can to impact and, and help in a positive way in a very scary situation. And also uh, the fans in the stadium. You know, I, I think everybody was on the same page with what needed to happen last night. So um, yeah. And, and so again, uh, thank you guys for, for watching and participating uh, in this show. Uh, again, a very scary situation, but uh, again, one more time before we head out of here, the update that the Buffalo bills posted overnight around, you know, one 32 o'clock in the morning, central time, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the university of Cincinnati medical center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So uh, moving forward, you know, I, I hope some medical professionals can do some really good work and help educating uh, the public about what's going on with DeMar Hamlin. I, I know all of our thoughts uh, are with DeMar Hamlin and hope the best can happen with this 24-year-old guy who has been through a lot and it seems like is a really good person. Um, and you hope DeMar Hamlin is uh, okay after the hit that he delivered, that he was a part of with T Higgins in that game. So appreciate all of you guys for being a part of this. 
Uh, thank you again to all of our sponsors, uh, you know, for this different show. I think everybody understands what we're dealing with today for BetMGM. Uh, always appreciate them. Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ for your health plan to make it better for you. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. Wilson County Hyundai to make them a part of your new car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, Tennessee, boneandjointtn.org. We appreciate all of our presenting sponsors um, and Roy, thank you, Roy, because uh, he mentioned Buck did a great job last night with A to Z Sports Primetime. And, you know, shout out to Buck and Mauricio uh, in Dallas for our A to Z Sports Dallas Primetime as they, you know, this happened right as they were about to go live and they adapted and were able to uh, put together a, an appropriate uh, conversation for it as well. So uh, we'll keep everybody updated at A to Z Sports.com whenever there, are, there is new information about DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we will try to do our best to update everybody uh, in all of our social media uh, channels as well. So appreciate you guys as always. Um, and once again, uh, we do have Titans locker room availability. So Sam Phelan uh, will be at St. Thomas Sports Park today. Uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of conversation from Titans leaders, players, and coaches about the DeMar Hamlin situation. Uh, so for that content, check out our YouTube channel, like and subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't liked this show, please do it. We appreciate it, and we appreciate everybody for following along. Uh, thanks again, and hopefully tomorrow we can be in a better situation overall and uh, still thinking of DeMar Hamlin. Appreciate it as always, guys. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Adios.